Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode 426, The Pivotal Point. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Emily O'Leary. I name all my flash drives after characters in Harry Potter, and I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share the story about how my perspective of work was changed through taking the Colby Index Assessment. I like words, so my fun fact of the day is a word. Today's word is somaticize. S-O-M-A-T-I-C-I-Z-E. This psychiatry term is a verb, meaning to convert anxiety into physical symptoms. When you stress over something so deeply that it causes a stomach ache or a headache, or you're so scared about something that you throw up, that is somaticizing. So the next time you hear someone say, writing this report is giving me a headache, you can confidently know that they are somaticizing, turning their anxiety into physical symptoms. I want you to be part of the Friday Forum. Friday Forum is your opportunity to share what you've learned so that other listeners and I can learn from you. It can be a message as short as 30 seconds or several minutes long. It really doesn't matter as long as it's something that will benefit others. You can participate in the Friday Forum by visiting our feedback page or calling our voice feedback line at 304-837-2278. Now, on to my story. I'm a big cheerleader of personality tests, and that might be attributed to the fact that the results of my personality test will tell you that I enjoy things like personality tests. So when I came across the Colby Index Assessment, I was fascinated by the implications it could have on a realm of my life that personality tests don't readily address. Uh, Before I get into specifics about the Colby, I want to tell you how the circumstances around my introduction to the assessment were primed and made me eager to incorporate its concepts. About five years ago, I was blindsided by an annual performance review. I was working on the IT side of medical imaging at a hospital here in Minnesota, assisting radiologists and radiological technicians with any digital medical imaging related issues. My team was very technical and analytical, padded with intelligent and competent individuals who had really been in the industry for a long time. So saying nothing of the team's ability to do its job or each individual to do their job, it was a hard place to work because of the atmosphere these people on the team created. It was generally hostile and crass, and there wasn't much in the way of encouragement or intentional team building. They say that nothing should come as a surprise in an annual performance review. From praises awarded to the areas I need to improve upon, they should all be addressed as they come up throughout the year. A performance review should be looking back on the year and summing everything up. But I was told a lot of things I didn't know my coworkers were saying and thinking about me. They thought I was a bad communicator. They thought I was selfish and wanted all the credit for big projects so I wouldn't share information. It was a pretty big shock and I took it pretty hard, especially because I wasn't given any examples of how or when I was doing the things they were criticizing me of. And if you don't know me or if you don't know me very well, it should be stated up front that I take constructive criticism very well. I like to know when I'm not doing... A job well, or if the way I'm doing something is inefficient. I like advancing in skill and I absorb knowledge. But in order for me to change anything, I need to know there's a problem. 
This performance review opened my eyes to the reality of the team, and I finally saw a pattern of behavior in the organization that I wasn't eager to continue on with. So I I began looking for another job. I got connected with a small data analytics company, also here in Minnesota, who needed a web developer. The interview process was quite lengthy. (laughs) After a phone interview followed by an in-person interview, I wrote an essay, recorded an audio clip talking about my strengths, Uh, compiled an extensive matrix of the strengths and attributes 12 other people in my life willingly supplied to me, and then finally completed the Colby assessment. Not long after I had completed all the steps, the company told me that they liked me and needed me, but they didn't have the finances to hire me at the present time. It was disheartening, but it also made me see that a company existed out there in the big world who wanted to understand the person they were hiring and how they fit into the overall organization. I eventually was hired on by this data analytics company and learned very quickly how they utilize the Colby. I was given the full results of the assessment, and the first thing I read was this. Your Colby A index results shows that you are excellent in situations that require strategic organization of information. You set priorities and put them into appropriate sequences. The difference between the Colby assessment and something like the Myers-Briggs or DISC is that Colby measures your tendencies and instincts, not your personality or IQ. The assessment is broken down into four action modes, fact finder, follow through, quick start, and implementer. If you're interested in knowing more about these action modes, I'll supply some links in the blog post for you to read more. But for the sake of time, I'm going to only briefly describe each of them and then move on to what I've learned. Colby doesn't emphasize strengths or weaknesses, but describes a person's instincts. Each action mode is scored on a scale of 1 to 10, which acts as a continuum, where 1 is a tendency to prevent problems and 10 is a tendency to initiate solutions. Fact Finder is how you gather and share information. I scored an 8 in Fact Finder, which indicates my best way of gathering or sharing information is to specify. I'll research in depth, establish priorities, quantify particulars, create strategies, provide historical evidence, and define objectives. Follow through is how you arrange and design. The the Colby explained that my tendency is to systematize, such as creating plans and bringing focus and closure. Quick start is how you deal with risks and uncertainty. I scored a one in quick start, which indicates that I deal with risks and uncertainty by stabilizing. I'll create undeviating standards, protect the status quo, uh, create precedents, stick with what's familiar, clarify deadlines, reduce unexpected events, establish limits, and conform to accredited concepts. Finally, implementer is how you handle space and tangibles. My tendency is to restore, by which I create simulations, fix moving parts, or reproduce models. I brought a lot of baggage from my job at the hospital, very aware of the conflicts I had encountered with my coworkers, and uncertain how to prevent those from happening at the new company. But the first couple of weeks at my new job, my coworkers and I spent time in meetings discussing our results and learning about how each person operates. Each of them had taken the Colby and had participated in similar discussions during their onboarding period. So I not only learned about myself in this process, but about my coworkers as well. And we took the time to talk through our individual approaches to situations. The Colby didn't necessarily teach me about who I am. It didn't outline my weaknesses or what I needed to improve upon. It didn't criticize the way I do what I do. And yet I learned how to break through barriers to success by understanding how to resolve the perceived issue standing in my way. The Colby explained a lot about my style of communication that was likely getting in the way of me being successful at my previous job. So here's what I learned. 
by the nature of the way this world operates. Working with other people is unavoidable, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be miserable. Understanding that what I do and how I do what I do isn't wrong was the most profound moment in my professional career. There is nothing intrinsically wrong with my tendencies, but when put under stress and no assistance provided for resolving that stress, I see the worst results come out of those scenarios. In taking time to understand my Colby results, I was able to identify what causes me stress and was also given criteria for how to avoid or resolve those stressors. In knowing these things about myself, I can better communicate with managers or coworkers about why I need clarification or why a project causes me stress. I can identify situations with high stress potentials and stabilize uncertainties. I can ask the right questions in one-on-one -on -one meetings with managers, ask coworkers about my communication styles, and watch for warning signs. And I can more confidently ask for feedback about my performance and filter it through my understanding of the way I work in order to find ways to improve. Whether you're in a tough situation in your career or are experiencing problems with coworkers, or even if you're loving your job, I hope to encourage you to seek out solutions that may not be directly associated with a current project. Learning to work with people by understanding yourself can make you an invaluable asset to any team. And acknowledging your stressors alongside the mental tools you can employ to resolve them can go a long way toward making you content in any situation. I'm Emily O'Leary, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes.